Well, as I often do, I keep you guessing as to which scripture I'm going to be talking about, okay? So I'm actually not going to be talking about the gospel today. Just one line, just one simple line from St. Paul's epistle to the Romans. So in the daily Mass readings, we've gone through Romans. We've gone through all of Romans. And uh, chapters 1 through 11 in Romans are all about uh, kind of high-level doctrine. And uh, from 12 onwards to the end, it's all practical application. And so this is what we're in right now. We're in chapter 12, and it's all practical extra, uh, application. Uh, it's just great stuff. Every single line, there's so much to it. But I'm just going to focus on one line. That's how, how dense and how you know uh, full of meaning uh, the Bible is. So St. Paul says... We're all members of one body. Okay, so we've got to think in terms of community, right? Not just just me. You know, it's me and Jesus, me and God alone. No, no, no. We're all members of one body. So we have to think communally as well as individually. Okay. And so he says, if we have different gifts, let's let's share those gifts for the building up of the community. Okay, for the good of the community. And he says, if your gift is prophecy... Make sure you do it in proportion to the faith. That's very, very important. That one line right there in our theological tradition uh, is termed, this is where we get this term, and that is called the analogy of the faith. Okay, Because in the original Greek that Paul's writing here, the word that we translate proportion, is analogia, has to do with what in English we would call analogy. Okay, So what is an analogy? It's basically a comparison. Okay, so what Paul is telling us to do, and what in our theological tradition we have developed a kind of uh, protocol concerning, uh, is if you have this kind of individual inspiration, an individual idea about what God is saying to you, you have to take that and line it up next to, compare with the faith. Okay. And where do we find the faith but in the community? Okay, so the church as a whole, guided by the Holy Spirit, transmits across the ages the faith, the objective teaching of Jesus Christ. That which Jesus and the apostles taught is transmitted across the ages through the church, through the broader community. Okay, and it's encapsulated in what we call the creeds. It's as simple as that. So if you want to know what the faith is, look at the Apostles' Creed, look at the Nicene Creed, and those are the final court of appeal, so to speak. Okay, That's the litmus test as to whether or not our individual idea about what God's Word is, is true. You see, we got to take what we believe personally God speaks and says, or is saying, or has said, or whatever, our interpretation, our personal interpretation, private interpretation of God's mind, we take it and we line it up with the creed or the faith. And we say, oh, doesn't make it. This must not be what God is saying because it contradicts the creed. Okay? Or it's in alignment with the creed. It's actually in service to the creed. All right? And therefore, it's of service to the body of Christ. Because the gifts that God gives us individually are not meant to be, oh, look at me, look at me, how special I am. But the gifts that God gives to us individually are meant for the benefit of others. And so, if our private individual gifts are causing division, they're not at the service of the body of Christ. 
Okay? And we know, okay, so it's a, it's a sure means of knowing that it's not from God, that it's not true, all right, and that it doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. It comes from our own imaginings, our own conceits, or even from the devil. All right, that's how we know. Is it is it at service to the body of Christ? Is it edifying and building up the community, or is it causing division, or is it causing people to be hurt? Is it is it causing is it fomenting resentment against leadership? All of that kind of stuff. These are the things we look at and we know. Oh, this is not from God. Or conversely, if it is fostering trust in the leadership, trust amongst one another, love for one another, and a further deepening and appreciation for the faith, then we know that that's from God. You see, it's at service of God. So that's really what we call the analogy of faith. So whenever there's any kind of private inspiration as to what I think God is saying to me, we bring it into the, the realm, we put it right next to the faith, and we, we test it. It's got to be tested. And there's also what's called the analogy of Scripture. Okay, So if you have a certain passage in the Bible, and you think, well, this is what it must mean, then you subject it to the analogy of Scripture, which means that you compare it to a passage, another passage in the Bible, that's more clear. So you're always subjecting the less clear and the less certain to the judgment of the more clear and the more certain. And when it comes to private inspiration, the more clear and the more certain is the public deposit of the faith. Okay, The creed, the teaching of the church, officially. And then finally, really the last court of appeals, ultimately, is what we call the living magisterium, which is it comes down to almost basically the Pope. The Pope embodies the living magisterium. Okay, So he's ultimately that final... Uh, litmus test. Okay, he's the, the buck stops with him ultimately. And so, what's really amazing is that only in Catholicism do we have that final court of appeals remaining with us on earth. Okay, in the days of Jesus's earthly ministry, he walked and he taught. And if you ever had a doubt, there he was. You could consult him. Okay, and so the truth about God was certain. All right. He always had an objective litmus test that you could go to. But after he ascended into heaven, he's not going to be kind of like cruel and basically leave it so that we're all kind of in the dark and just wondering, you know, and there's no more final court of appeals. And it's all left up to our private interpretation as to what we think God is saying. He didn't do that. He left the Holy Spirit guiding the teachers of the church, first the apostles and then their successors. Primarily the successor of St. Peter, uh, the, the Pope of Rome. And so Jesus, as it were, continues his teaching ministry here on the earth. That final court of appear, appeals has never disappeared, hasn't died, hasn't left us alone. But it's still, still here present on earth. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful privilege to be a Catholic because we've got that. So whatever, you know, there's this beautiful balance within Catholicism between individualism and community. So St. Paul is saying, if you have the gift of prophecy, don't ever use it. It's not what he's saying. He doesn't want to crush our individuality. Okay, We can have an idea about what God might be saying or about what the truth of the matter is in any given question. So there's, this, there's a certain healthy autonomy and individualism. But at the same time, we have the security that we're not going to be self-deceived. 
Okay? And so I have the certainty that I'm adhering to the true gospel as long as my private opinions are in alignment with and in service to the broader community. It's a beautiful thing. And so it's actually yet one more gift for me as an individual because I can have the certainty that I am adhering to the objective truth of the gospel and not just what I think the gospel is. Because if my own judgment is the final court of appeals, I mean, I can deceive myself. And I know that for sure. We all can so Jesus is very, very merciful. He doesn't, he doesn't crush our individuality. He leaves room for our, the exercise of our individual talents. And yet at the same time, he hasn't set us adrift so that we might be able to be subject and, and sort of deceived by our own whims and fancies and uh, personal predilections and, and, and whatnot. It's a, it's a very beautiful thing in, in the, the Holy Catholic Church as we have this nice balance between individualism and community. So my brothers and sisters, let's be people of wisdom and discernment, not get led astray by our own ideas or by some maverick theologian who's out there giving his own ideas about what he thinks is the truth. Okay, Let's embrace a healthy individualism and creativity, and yet at the same time uh, take refuge in the safety uh, that Jesus has provided for us in the creed, in the faith, and subject all things to that.